both today's reading from the Corinthians and the Gospel talk about God's Spirit available to us. We'll get to that in a second. It's very evident in Jesus, of course. When I read any section that reminds me of the Holy Land, like today, Jesus went down to Capernaum, I think of the trip we had a few years ago and the, the planning of the next time we're going to the Holy Land as a pilgrimage in March of 23. If any of you are interested, see me after that, after Mass. But Capernaum was the town where St. Peter lived and Capernaum was the place of hospitality often for Jesus who visited there and stayed with Peter's family. Over the house where Peter lived is a very unusual church. It's in the shape of a boat. You can go under it and see the ruins of Peter's house, but above it in the church, beautiful, beautiful church of dedicated to St. Peter as the founder of the apostles. In short distance, maybe a few hundred feet, there are also ruins of this synagogue. This synagogue, which goes back to the first century, ruins of it are there, some of the columns, some of the walls. And to have been, to, to read this and to have been there, it makes the readings come alive. They're not fictional, they're not stories that we tell one another, it's history. History with Jesus starring, Jesus in the center of it. And it's so beautiful when a person walks, and not everybody can go there, I understand that. When people walk in the footsteps of Jesus and the apostles, you're back in history, and then you come home and you read the gospels, and they, they are never the same. They're always alive because you know you've been there. So I share that with you. Because today, Jesus does a typical thing. St. Paul is talking to the people of Corinth, and he's encouraging them to go deeper, to think like God thinks. Now, most of us don't do that on an ordinary basis. We're, I'm not gonna speak for everyone, but most of us are pretty selfish. And we think like we think. And it's always me, 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 me. You know that as well as I do, even if you're not as guilty as, as I am. So we don't often think like Jesus about the issues of life. We think about our own perspective, whether it's economical or housing or relationship. We think of our lives and we respond to our lives according to our own selfish, sometimes, attitudes. But Paul is saying, the spirit is a gift from God and scrutinizes everything. And you have the spirit because you've been baptized and confirmed. So you have the spirit of God in you. And with the spirit of God in us, we have the choice to think only for ourselves or as a Christian, respecting the spirit of God within us. And that's an ongoing exchange of gifts and an ongoing challenge for us. 
to conduct our lives as Jesus would like us to conduct our lives. Years ago when I first went to the university, the, the current rage among kids was to wear little armbands that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? And it was good. It was like a retreat movement, and the kids wore that. And that's a good compromise to this reading. What would Jesus do? Or in our case, what would Jesus say? Or what, what would Jesus' attitude be about whatever the issue is? Well, today, Jesus gives us a stark and dramatic presentation of what he would do. He's confronted in the, in the synagogue by a man who's possessed. Now, if we go back historically, some people were possessed only because they were uh, in certain groups of, of uh, religious spirituality, and, they, and, and you know about this from even American natives and, and South American natives. They get involved with a kind of spirituality that dizzies them, and they, they act out, okay? Here, Luke says, this particular man was seized by a demon. Now, if we were to translate that into 20th century words, we'd probably say he exhibited traits of schizophrenic behavior or psychotic behavior. Jesus comes in the temple and this man foaming at the mouth, screaming at him, and Jesus sees the evil spirit in the man. Now, evil is not what God intended. So here we have Jesus confronting evil. And you know what? We all know this. Sickness is evil. It's not a punishment, but it's evil. It's one of the things we don't want in our lives. As we pray for people today for healing, as, as we receive the sacrament of anointing of healing, we're asking God to heal us, but also to forgive us, and also to fix us. So through our healing, we can be whole. So Jesus confronts the sick man who's psychotic, confronts the translation of the devil in him, and the man recognizes God. So go back to what would Jesus do? He recognizes God in Jesus. And that's a gift. And the people are all amazed at that. They thought this guy's just a loon, but he's not. He's a very bright, and by the way, Satan is very bright. Don't have any doubt. Satan, evil, is very strong in our world. And this satanic possession confronts Jesus, and he acknowledges Jesus, which amazes everyone because they're listening to him. But did they know he's the son of God? Not necessarily. So this sick man says, you are the son of God and you, you're trying to destroy us. So now, again, think of what would Jesus do? How many people in our society think we as Catholics are trying to destroy society because we refuse to go down that, that path of woke ideology. So they're looking at us and say, oh, you're trying to destroy society. And the message is we're trying to bring Christ more and more into society through his love and examples. 
<clears throat> so Jesus confronts this man and he heals him. The word for healing and the word for salvation are very close in origin, by etymology. And Jesus speaks to the guy and the devil within him is thrown out. And now this guy is so exhausted in front of Jesus and the people are amazed. Look, look, look who this, look what he's doing. His word has that much power to get rid of evil. Now, we are baptized into the body of Christ. Your word has power. Back to the beginning of my thoughts, if we act as Jesus wants us to act and speak as Jesus wants us to speak, those words have power. Maybe we're not miraculous in our use of those words, but that's not our business, that's God's business. But when we speak a word of compassion to someone who is ill, when we bring a casserole or bouquet of flowers or prayer to someone who is under the weather or ill, we're doing God's work. What would Jesus do? Jesus would do the same. So we have a lot of power that we don't tap into on a regular basis. How we speak to one another, how we deal with one another, how we respect one another should, because we're baptized into the body of Christ, reflect Christ. And that's really important for us each day. Because our job is to go into the world and bring Christ into the world. As he himself did, removing evil, replacing it with kindness and love and healing.